welcome back to another episode of Expert Access. This is Danella Burnett with Encore Elite Events and speakers need to speak and got the distinct pleasure of bringing you experts that are going to help you with significance, with systems, with strategies, and making some money. We're going to talk about that today. We're here with Chris Mahan. Let me tell you a little bit about Chris. He empowers owners of small and medium-sized businesses and helps them generate more leads, close more sales, and increase profits. He guides them through a process that helps them find money already hidden in their business, which can add 10% or more to their bottom line over the next 12 months. Better yet, they accomplish this while requiring little to no additional spending from their advertising and marketing budgets. Chris has developed a strategic plan designed specifically for an owner and their business, which they can use to grow even during these challenging financial times. His passion to help business owners to be financially successful comes from his firsthand knowledge regarding the devastating effects financial adversity can have on an individual, his or her marriage, and other important relationships. He wants business owners to learn how to work to live rather than live to work. Chris, welcome to the show. Danelle, it's great to be here. Thank you. So we're going to talk about business and growing your business and making a little bit more money. I know that's a topic that our audience loves to have conversations about, but this is really personal to you. The, The increase in business starts at a much more personal place. So let's talk about that. Well, I was in the ministry for almost 30 years, Uh, led three churches to significant growth, um, increased their budgets, increased their their outreach. Um, And I was in my third ministry. Um, It was kind of difficult. The church was growing. We were experiencing growing pains. And finances were really tight. So it affected me um, and affected my wife. Um, We actually found ourselves... So far in debt, I mean, we had so much credit card debt. We, our credit scores were in the toilet. We, um, uh, we were on the, the verge of foreclosure and possibly even bankruptcy. Wow. And that pressure, uh, that financial adversity, just threw me into a really deep depression. Okay. And that, unfortunately, led to the demise of my marriage and a separation from my two sons for over a year. Wow. So actually, when people first ask me what I do, I don't tell them that I'm a business coach. I tell them that I'm in the business of helping business owners regain their sanity, save their marriages, enhance their relationships with their children and others, and in some extreme cases, even to save their lives. Because what happened to me was in the midst of that deep depression, with all of that financial stress, with the problems that I was facing at church, the difficulties that I was having at home, I felt like death was the only way out. And uh, so I am a suicide survivor, and I'm very grateful to those who have helped me through that. But then what I did is... As I started to regain control of my life um, and began to do things differently, I understood that a lot of it was this financial stress. And so I have a passion to help business owners to increase their revenue and their profits so that they can begin to reduce some of that financial stress and adversity 
so that they can, like I said, regain their sanity and have a great relationship with their spouse, with their kids. And, and again, hopefully to keep them from following that path to think where death is the only way out. So, so powerful. And, and there's so much to unpack here, mm-hmm. Chris, um, because you're, you're in the ministry. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are surrounded by those that should be supportive. You should have felt like you had answers and solutions and support around you, yet those financial adversities really just took away everything from around you. And not only that, but, okay, entrepreneurs are a special kind of people. You know, we're driven. We are special. Yes, we are. (laughs) Sometimes in more ways than others. But, you know, we are driven. We want, uh, we want results. We want to show strength. We want to be leaders. And so any personal weakness in our life, we don't want to reveal. Yeah. And so it was kind of interesting because when I started into this depression, I was actually counseling three people in my congregation who were, faced, who were in, in a severe depression themselves. And I would leave their homes and kind of think to myself, wow, I could really relate to what they were saying, but it never dawned on me that I was in depression. Wow. And so a lot of it was denial. Okay. And frankly, I think that's something that can be very characteristic of business owners. And so they need to find, they need to be able to find somebody that they can talk to. I mean, not only do I do business coaching, but I also do life coaching because the two are so intertwined. I actually was just having a conversation um, not that long ago. Uh, we're bringing a family member into our business. Both my husband and I uh, own our own businesses. And uh, my sister is an incredible CFO accounting background. Uh, we're actually at the point where we're going to bring her into the business. And, you know, family and support and, you know, surrounding yourself with people that have your best interests. I'm really looking forward to it. To have that additional layer of, you know, kind of knowledge and, and support. Uh, but not all entrepreneurs get that. I mean, it is frequently a, a solo journey. Very much so. Um, it's interesting that people who have a regular job and work for somebody else, yeah, they look at people who own their own businesses and they think, wow, that is the life. You know, these people can set their own hours. They can take vacations when they want to, you know. And and when somebody tells me that, I like to say to them, yeah, you know, I am really lucky. I get to work a half day, and I even get to choose which 12 hours. Exactly. The first 12 hours are the second 12 hours. And, and, you know, it can be a lonely existence. I mean, I will admit in my own I, I've been an entrepreneur since 2008, and uh, my husband traveled at the time, and and then uh, we bought a second business, and, and he runs that, and, and became an entrepreneur in 2018, and, and it could be, even though we're both, you know, kind of doing our thing, and they, they cross over a little bit, like, it can be very lonely at times, and very distorted, you know, you mentioned denial before, mm-hmm. you know, it can get very distorted sometimes, like where you fit in and, 
and what kind of support and resources that you have? Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of places that a business owner can go to meet with like-minded people. But the problem, Danella, is that when a person, when many entrepreneurs, now not all, some are just brilliant people, <laughs> and not that not that all, all solopreneurs, I mean, there has to be a moment of madness when they make that decision, right? <laughs> but, you, you know, we, we go into the business that we choose because we are really good at a particular skill, you know, whether it's baking or repairing bicycles or whatever. That becomes the, the seed of our business. That's, that's what we're doing. And many business owners are that way in that they are great at working in their business, but they're not so great at working on their business. And on that note, because this is a deep subject we're about to get into, the difference between in your business, on your business, and some solutions, and how you can even know the difference. So when we come back, we're here with Chris Mahan, and we're with Expert Access. We'll be back right after this break. Hey, if you haven't heard about MakeMoneyWithMail.com, today is your very, very lucky day. You know why? Because as business owners, here's what we know. We know we have two jobs, save time and make more money. Well, at MakeMoneyWithMail.com, they've put together a platform that does that brilliantly. You see, one of the things that we all need in our businesses is to have those leads, those opportunities to talk to our absolute ideal client. So all you have to do is go plug in the, the attributes and the system is going to spit those out for about 10 cents a piece. Once you have those, now you can use the platform to send out personalized and highly customized greeting cards, postcards, and even gifts with a click of a button. Do your business a favor. It will thank you. I promise at makemoneywithmail.com. between working in versus on your business. And, you know, many of us may have heard this phrase before, but I'd really love to dig in about what does that mean and what's the significance of being in one or the other? Well, sure. Let's take uh, an example of a baker. All right. So someone, I, in fact, I've got a, a friend of mine in, where I live who um, has started making cake pops. So they look like popsicles, but yeah. they're, you know, our cake. She did this because she loves baking. And her creations are phenomenal. I mean, she bakes the things, then she decorates them. She's so creative. This is her, this is her super strength. Okay. And so when she is baking and making those things and being creative and all that, that's working in her business. Okay. It's doing that, whatever it is that is their passion that, that, that they have built their business around. Okay. Working on your business is oftentimes not as full of glory. <laughs> it's the mundane things. It's the accounting, the bookkeeping. It's the calling your suppliers and negotiating prices. It's 
how do you deal with the supply chain issues that we have right now? It, it's, it's, it's becoming a human resources officer if you have your own employees. Mm -hmm. It's the mechanics of running the business. And what happens is a lot of people decide that they're going to go into business because they're really good at something, cake baking. But they don't realize all the other things that have to take place in order for their business to be successful that they have to do besides that thing that is their passion. And that some of those things, as you just said, I, I like how you said that, you know, not there's not as much glory mm -hmm. in those things, but critical. And then sometimes it's even that step back from that, like strategically, like marketing and being creative and I make cake pops, but what am I going to do for Valentine's Day coming up? Or mm -hmm. what am I going to do for another holiday coming up? And that working on your business versus in your business, totally critical. And I'll tell you, I have in my, since 2008 till now, um, fallen into that trap a few times. Well, one of the things that, that you mentioned was marketing. And, and, and that's a great place to start because that is an area where so many solopreneurs really kind of fall flat on their face and they're shooting themselves in the foot. Mm -hmm. And basically what it is is because they have no training, they do what they see other people do. So, you know, they watch ads on TV and they see, you know, these big box stores that their name is out there time, 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 time again. Um, they look at these places and they're saying, you know, come in this weekend because we do a 50% discount. And so that's how they do their marketing, the same as what they've seen. Well, there's a few things that are wrong with that. One is big box stores, big corporations or whatever have these multi-million advertising marketing budgets. So they can afford to put all those ads out on TV or in magazines or newspaper, over the radio, whatever, just so they can get their name out for name recognition. But if you're a small business owner, you are counting your nickels and dimes when it comes to marketing and advertising. Yeah. You need to find a way to get a great return on your investment. So one of the things that I teach is called the conversion equation. And what it helps is it helps a business owner design marketing that will truly grab people's attention and will set them apart from their competition. So it's made up of four parts. It's real simple. The first is you have to have an interrupt. Okay. okay. Second is you have to get them engaged. The third is you do some teaching. Now that's a little bit tough when you're talking about a small print ad, but, but, uh, but there's ways that they can do that. And finally, you need an offer. Okay. Now, when I talk about interruption, we are so bombarded with ads that most of it just goes right over our head. Yeah. I mean, you know, what do you do if you're watching TV and, and you are a commercial comes on? How many of you really just zero in on what's that? That's when you talk. That's when you go get a snack. That's when, you know, you take care of those kind of things. And, Fast forward. Uh, and you hope that your wife can push the pause button if you took too long a break, right? You know? <clears throat> So what you have to do is design your advertising so that it grabs their attention. And one of the easiest ways that I think a person can do that is you need to get into the mind of your potential client or customer. Okay. Understand what's going on in there. Now, this is very simplistic, but it's still very powerful. Okay. The first question that is going on or the first issue that's going on in the mind of most clients or customers is this. I have a problem 
that I don't want. Mm, okay. All right. So as a business owner, you need to be able to target what is that hot button issue? What is that pain point? What is it that some of my customers are losing sleep over? What's the problem they need solved? Right. So that's your interrupt. And you just make a statement. Um, for instance, uh, let's say you're a moving company. Okay. All right. And a moving company wants to give you, wants to interrupt with, with some line. Well, rather than saying Joe Smo's moving company, call us for a quote. You know, you want to do <laughs> you want to do something that sets you apart from your competition. Well, here's something that a lot of people don't know. Let me back up just a moment. The biggest problem that, that most people have when they hire a mover is they know and they're afraid of the damage that's going to happen to their belongings in the course of the move. Yeah. Now, here's what most of us people who are not in the moving business don't know. You'll look at an ad and it'll say, fully guaranteed. Or, or you know, so if they damage anything, they will pay you. Right. All right. But in the fine print, in most of those contracts, this is what you'll find. What you get reimbursed by the insurance company is not the value of whatever it is that they damaged. You get a settlement based on poundage. So imagine you've got a $1,000 big screen TV right. and the movers crack it on the way. And maybe it weighs 30 pounds. And let's say the insurance company gives you $5 a pound. You're getting $150. That math does not add up. No. <laughs> so what this one, what this one moving company did is, first of all, they refined their packing process. Okay. And as a result, they significantly lowered the damage. Secondly, is they bought a different type of insurance policy. And it was a policy that reimbursed you the value of the item. Okay. So one of the first things that they did in their advertising is, are you not calling a moving company because you're afraid your goods just aren't going to get there in the greatest of shape? The problem that they have. The, the next part is the engaged. Okay, so yeah, you've identified their problem. But now the second question that's going on in the mind of a customer is, there's a solution I want, but I don't have. Okay. And so as a business owner, if you've got the solution to that problem, that becomes the next part of your advertising. And so for the moving company, they simply said, when we say we fully guarantee, we pay, re we pay replacement cost, not per pound. Mm -hmm. So it was something that differentiated them from their competition. Got it. And as a result, no longer were they competing on price. Okay. They were giving their customers, the potential clients, an opportunity to, to decide, I want to do business with these people because what, no matter what I spend, I'm getting greater value. Wow. Excellent, excellent. What a great example. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about a couple of other examples and how really getting into the business and understanding these elements that Chris is sharing with us today can really make a difference in your bottom line. So business coaching to your bottom line. We'll be back right after this break.